Hey guys, Adam from Splendid Sports. Welcome back to the channel. Today's video is going to be two quick, fun topics. Shane from Shoebox Legends, great channel, great guy, is having a 500 subscriber contest. And he asked two questions that he wants you to answer in a response. Uh, the first one is show a way that your collecting has changed over time. And the second one is uh, talk about a set or a brand that's extinct that you would love to see brought back. Uh, I loved love those two questions. Really gets you thinking. And I have two cards here uh, to, to answer that first question. Two vintage baseball cards. Uh, so really the, the biggest way that my collecting has changed over the years is with my vintage, I don't really care about the grade. I just, I and I used to. When I first started buying vintage cards, maybe 10 years ago, uh, I, I would kind of shop based on grade on, on getting a certain card. And now I don't look at or care about grade at all. I just, I basically am looking for a certain eye appeal on these cards. And I have two cards that I think show a good example of that difference in how my buying and collecting has changed over, let's say, really in the last year, this has been a major change. So for the previous nine years or whatever, buying vintage cards, there was a certain way I would do it. And the way I would do that is I had a list of vintage cards that I wanted to buy. And uh, whenever I saved up the money, I would say, okay, now it's time to go buy. Here's a good example. This is one of the first ones I ever bought, a 1956 Topps Mickey Mantle. And so basically this was on my list, one of the top ones on my list, let's say, I don't know, 10 years ago or whatever it was. And I said, all right, I got the money to afford a PSA 6. So I would go on there on eBay and I would basically look at all the PSA 6s that were for sale and I would pick out the one that I felt was, you know, either the lowest price that still looked okay to me, or uh, basically I would I would look at the grade I could afford and, and pick the one I liked the best within that grade. So with what like with this one here, this is this is a card I would not buy today for what the for what it sells for now. Uh, great looking card, one of my favorite cards. I'm never uh, selling this card. I'm never quote unquote upgrading or or anything like that. This card's staying with me. But if you look at it, it is off-centered left to right. Not crazy off-centering, but it's off-centered enough that you notice it. But it's a beautiful card in great shape. It's a PSA 6. Uh, today, if I had a 56 tops mantle on my list, I, first of all, I wouldn't be looking PSA 6. That the, for the, what the prices are now for a PSA 6 not going to do that, um, especially for a card that they're, they're always going to be available. We're not talking about uh, vintage cards that come up every five years, uh, ultra scarce and rare. You know, these are cards that are out there. You could always get a 56 tops mantle if you have the money. Uh, but for me, what I would do now, and this is how in the last year or so I've approached and changed the way I collect vintage cards, is I go for better centering if I can, um, you know, Nice clarity, good photo in lower grade, and, and you can save some money. You know, and obviously, this is a very popular thing now. You see it all over the place. Um, so this is like a, uh, this is a uh, 65 tops mantle in a, in a PSA 3 that has really nice centering on it, especially left to right, which is what I care about the most. Um, and so that's how I approach it now. Grade doesn't matter to me. It's just about... What I, what I appeal means to me, which is uh, mostly centering 
and um, you know, no major surface issues where you know there's, there's major creases that that are in certain places that I don't want them to be. Uh, I'm okay with certain creases as long as they're hard to see uh, from arm's length. But that is a major change in how I've collected, and I know that's how a lot of people have changed. And 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 some of it may be influence, uh, you know, seeing others, and and they they mention it on YouTube, and and then you start thinking, hey, yeah, I'm kind of like that too. But I actually think a lot of people, it's just a natural evolution. The longer you look at vintage cards, some people it might not be centering, but there's a certain eye appeal that you prefer. And over time, as you get more experience and you buy more vintage cards, you just graduate and evolve towards looking at certain things with that card, regardless of grade. So that is a big, big change in my collecting. I don't see myself going back. Uh, high grade's great. There's nothing wrong with high grade vintage cards. They will probably maintain their value. They'll probably grow in value the most, but you know, unless you have unlimited funds, which I don't know too many people that do, you have a certain budget you need to stay within buying lower grade vintage with the eye appeal you're looking for. For me, that's that's the way to go, and that's how I've changed. I corners, uh, soft corners don't bother me. They 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 probably, and I know they do for some people, but me, soft corners don't bother me. Um, if it's nicely centered and has a good picture to it, I'm in. I don't care really what the corners look like, and yeah, that that's basically how I how I shop and collect vintage now. So I'm never getting rid of this. I'm never selling it and trying to upgrade it or whatever for my eye appeal just because I've had it so long. And when it, when a card's been in your collection this long, it's just, this is the one I'm going with. I'm going to only own one 56 tops mantle and I'm just get, uh, I'm just going to keep this one. So, but for the new vintage that I buy, that's, that's what I'm looking for now. Lower grade if possible. Now, if, if I can't find one in a lower grade, that is the way I want it. I might go up in grade if, if the price feels right. But for cards that there's a lot of that, you know, are, are cards you can always get that there's always a bunch for sale. That's when you can kind of make those, those, uh, I appeal decisions and save some money by going lower grade. All right. Now the second question, this was fun. I actually, Shane put one brand or set that's extinct that you would like to see brought back. I have two. Um, but the first one will be pretty quick. So for me, uh, it's it's not necessarily a set as much as brands. So for me, I two of my favorite brands of all time are Upper Deck and Fleer. And, uh, you know, Upper Deck only produces hockey cards now, licensed hockey cards. And, you know, growing up, Upper Deck, baseball, basketball, football, they just, I feel like they've made so many great sets and cards. And that is a brand that I would love to see somehow make its way back into licensed baseball, basketball, football, along with hockey, if that would ever be possible. So a, a great example here, here's a 2001 game used bat Mickey Mantle card. Upper deck, you know, they, they really, especially around this time period, they made some of the greatest game used memorabilia cards like this. And uh, just such a great brand. So I, I would love to see them get back into, into the other sports that I collect. And then the second brand is Fleer. Fleer made so many great cards. Um, and now I know they're owned by Upper Deck, I believe. So if, who, if Fanatics would somehow be able to bring over Upper Deck and Fleer together, then they could you know, start making licensed baseball, basketball, football, Fleer, and 
upper deck cards again, which would, for me, would be great. Now for me, I don't, I, I, I most of the stuff I collect are from retired players. So um, I probably wouldn't be the biggest buyer, but I might, depending on what, what they make for products. Um, but I think it would be great for the hobby to bring back those iconic brands in those sports. Um, yeah, so I have some Fleer cards here I wanted to, to show. So the Skybox, Fleer Skybox was incredible. This is the first basketball Skybox is a Larry Bird 1990 Skybox card. I always just love this design. One of my favorite designs here for Skybox. And then with football, I got a little mini Peyton Manning collection. Fleer Metal Universe, some of the best design cards ever. I would love to see them brought back. Uh, they've done some things, but it's all unlicensed stuff. I'd love to see licensed football, baseball, basketball come back for Metal Fleer Metal Universe. Here's a Peyton Manning rookie, 1998 Metal Universe Quasars. I mean, these cards, I love, I just love the designs. Um, here's another Peyton Manning rookie, 1998 EX Fleer EX 2001 Star Date. I mean, probably not easiest to see, but just incredible designs. And then even the base cards, Fleer Metal, this is a 2000 Metal Peyton Manning base card. I just recently had graded. They just look great. And here's a uh, from that same set, heavy metal insert I just had graded. Very shiny. Just great looking cards. Metal, metal universe. Here's a little uh, Pedro Martinez 2000 metal, a base card. But again, even the base cards just look great. They just pop different. And then um, a biggie here. We got a Tom Brady, same 2000 medal, man. Tom Brady rookie, PSA 10, rare medal rookies. And this might be one of my, if not, it's in my top maybe two or three, if not number one, of my favorite, as far as design, Brady rookie cards. Love it. And then lastly, yeah, we, we this was like towards the, towards the end when Fleer went bankrupt, but 2004 Fleer EX, and this won't do it justice, but these cards are fantastic design in person. Look at that. But I would love to see Fleer and Upper Deck make their way back into licensed baseball, basketball, football. So there we go. Go subscribe to Shoebox Legends. It's a great channel, and you will not be disappointed.